Welcome to Ladies Who Launch, not your average business podcast. Dropping every other Wednesday, Alyssa and Dakota are two successful and opinionated marketing entrepreneurs engaging in insightful conversations with industry thought leaders, as well as casual conversations surrounding our lives as entrepreneurs. Welcome to another episode of Ladies Who Launch. We are um, in the lovely snow of uh, the city of Calgary today, but it's looking nice outside. And uh, how are you today, Dakota? I'm good, Alyssa. Having a classic Monday, a couple of technological fails this morning. My camera is not working, which is, I mean, not horrible. I don't have a ton of Zoom meetings today, but still not great. Um, and then other than that, though, things are good. Life is good. Yeah. But uh, I definitely have a rant for you today. Do you have a lady rant? Do you have a good lady rant this week? I really do. Okay. I really do. I'm going to rant about dating for a minute because seriously, it is a dumpster fire. It is a full dumpster fire. Yes, it is. As always. Yes. As you all know, because I've mentioned this a million times, um, I've been divorced now for two and a half years. And I feel like I've taken the time to get to know myself again and be with myself. And I'm finally ready to like get back out there and see what's new. And honestly, it's like one extreme to the next. Either it's guys texting you 26 times a day and not understanding that you have a job and you're kind of simultaneously wondering, well, what do you do for work that you have time to text me 26 times a day? To then them being terrified when you're like, can we just have a call later or like go for a glass of wine? Then they just like fall off the face of the earth. And this, I would say, routinely happens like 75% of the time with online dating. So, you know, it's interesting is I'm on, I was reading through Instagram last night and one of the accounts I follow, she's, she was commenting on her dating dumpster fire story. And she's, she said that had this crazy story of being ghosted in real life. So she said she showed up to the coffee shop or the restaurant or wherever they were meeting, meets the guy. He, they have like a will welcome hug. Nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. The guy then says like, literally they just, she just walked in the handle and he says, I'll be right back. I just have to run to the bathroom. Um, but here's our table. Yeah. 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 So she sits down and she said, then she like waited. She's like, I sat there for like an uncomfortable amount of time. And then I texted him and he'd already blocked her number on text. She's like, I literally was ghosted in real time in real life. And I'm like, that is the most awful story I've ever heard. I mean, dating is bad enough, but let alone like to show up and the guy's like, oh, nice to meet you. And then like leaves you sitting there. (sighs) Oh my God. If that happened to me, I would probably need to go home and cry into a bottle of wine. Yeah, I would totally, if that were me in like a restaurant, I would like tell all the wait staff what just happened and hope like to get free drinks or something because I can't imagine sitting through that. Like crying to the wait staff? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just like, it's been, I've tried to go back out there for like maybe three weeks, maybe two weeks or something. And then I was also seeing somebody who then moved to Vancouver, which really sucked. Um, but yeah, I'm literally, I'm just like, screw it. I'm taking another break. That's how exhausting it is. I'm yeah. like, maybe we'll try again in 2021. Like, right. Yeah. I mean, well, our 2022 even, I mean, let's give ourselves some time. Um, 
But our guest today, uh, she probably doesn't have any good dating stories because she's married with kids, but she's probably, she may have some like from her previous yes. existence, pre, pre, pre-husband and kids, but um, we have a great guest today. Um, she's one of the um, sort of preeminent women entrepreneurs uh, in Calgary, and uh, her name is uh, Lindsay Scabar, and she's the co-founder and chief marketing officer of Bode, which is Canada's first online real estate marketplace. It's the coolest thing. We're going to talk to her a little bit about it. Um, but before she um, started with Bode um, and in tech, she was in, in real estate. She worked worked um, on the global business development team for Axia, which brought high-performing, low-cost fiber optic internet to rural Alberta and globally to the US, France, and Singapore. Like That's totally awesome. And so she's excited to be turning our Canada's real estate industry upside down and investing in Alberta's new tech economy, which is interesting. And we'll talk to her about a little bit about that too, uh, where she's focused on scaling Bode across Canada and eventually internationally. And as I mentioned, she's also married and has got three little kids. So um, maybe some pre-kid dating advice or some maybe getting married dating advice from Lindsay this morning. But anyway, welcome Lindsay Skabar. We are so excited to have you because Dakota and I are very big fans of Bode and we're just really excited to be able to talk to you today. Thanks so much for having me. Any pre-husband dating disaster stories? (laughs) Uh, You know what? Dating has changed so much since I dated because I... uh, I I dated before technology was and online dating was such a thing. Um, So my advice is old school. So it's not, it's not even relevant anymore. And I also dated in a time we actually physically meet people Uh, like this year amongst all years has been uh, specifically challenging for people to get out there and meet new people. So I definitely, uh, I definitely feel for those who are in that process right now. Yeah. Although I probably would say that maybe the old school was probably better than what it is in the new virtual app oh, where you can just quickly swipe absolutely. left on people. It's like, no, I don't, I'm not right. interested. Swipe left. Yeah. Uh, um, Andrew, anyway, um, as we said, Dakota and I are um, really big fans of Bode. So can you tell us a little bit about Bode and what it is and what led you to start it? Because it's really cool. Sure, absolutely. I um, I come from a, a disruptive technology background, as you kind of mentioned in the intro there. Thank you for the kind remarks. Um, and and the the real estate industry is kind of one of those industries that's been left behind. Um, there are a couple industries left that haven't been um, utilizing technology to the best advantage for the cu- the consumer, the customer of the industry. Um, and I would suggest that, that real estate is one of the big ones uh, that's still very much traditionally focused. Um, so our co-founders and myself, uh, one of our co-founders is um, a real estate expert and started his own brokerage and is, has all of the expertise one needs within the industry. And then the rest of the team is actually comes from outside of the industry and taking a look from a technology point of view. I come from a marketing background, so I'm taking a look at how, how we would market uh, a solution like this to um, people who really want to leverage technology and take control over their real estate transaction. So what we did is we created this platform that connects buyers and sellers directly um, so that there is no middlemen uh, or middle humans required in the transaction that that effectively slows down the transaction um, during the, um, from, 
everything from the moment where you're looking for a house all the way to the day you get keys. And from a sales, a sell, seller's perspective, from the moment that you want to list your home, we listed on MLS, Zillow, and 30 other sites, as well as advertise your listing all the way. We support the process and simplify the process all the way to the day when you hand over the keys to the new buyer. So um, we've leveraged technology in a way that many, many other industries have um, and applied it to real estate in a fresh way um, and trying to make sure that that transaction happens with that direct connection. That is so cool, Lindsay. I'm a super massive geeky fan of Bode. Uh, Just because before you guys were around, I actually... And of course, I'm going to forget the name of it now. But about six years ago, I used a similar platform to sell my home. But honestly, I think your guys' process just seems so much better. Plus, your website and all of your marketing is is insanely amazing. Um, (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, no, it's really good. I have a quick question for you about some of this beta stuff that you guys are doing. Tell us a little bit more about the sold data and the pro marketplace because that looks really cool. And how is that testing going? So um, we have a philosophy on bringing our beta... We have a beta group of users. So there are hyper users that are technology enthusiasts, they're data enthusiasts, they're home enthusiasts. um, And they have all volunteered to be our testing ground for um, ideas that we have and new features on our our platform um, for them to get get dirty with the the data and get get in there and and try and really uh, robustly test what we've created. Um, so they can provide that feedback to us and then we can continue to um, improve every one of the features that we have so that it is applicable to everybody. So um, currently we have our sold data, market data, and comparables data up there. So these are three tools that we've that we've created that um, that lift the veil on the home market data. So market data is used to understand the trends in your specific neighborhood. Um, on an ongoing basis. So we're constantly updating that data so that you can find out, hey, what what houses have sold in my neighborhood? How long were they sitting on the market? What were they selling for? So that I can get a really good understanding of the the homes in my neighborhood or the homes I'm looking to buy or the neighborhoods I'm looking to buy into. Um, Sold data provides literally the information on a home-by-home basis for 10 years of transaction history to understand what that house sold for so that you can understand how that might relate to your home or that how, how that might relate to the home that you're about to purchase. And then comparables gives you an algorithm that, uh, that compares similar ho- houses to yours and, and lets you know exactly what they sold for so that you can then use it as a pricing methodology or a data-backed way of making an offer on a home you're about to buy. That is so cool. That is really neat. Um, so what kind of prompted you to get into this industry? Like, did you have a I know you kind of mentioned that a little bit before, but like, did you know that you were going to get into the real estate sector from like day one or how did you, like what prompted this? Not at all. Um, <laughs> I, I have a passion for interior design and I'm a home enthusiast. Enthusiast, I love, I love homes in general. And it's, you know, litters my, my Instagram feed on a daily basis before I became or entered this industry. Um, but the reality was uh, one of my founder, the founders on the boat team, Jeff and Rob, um, he's our CEO um, came up with this concept that they pitched and it was so compelling 
that if I didn't get in on day one, I was going to regret it forever. So um, I actually had a four-month-old baby at the time that that Bode was born. Um, and so we started off the business in my living room so that my my newborn could uh, could nap while we had meetings and everyone took turns holding my little one uh, while we were creating the foundations that became Bode. Okay, now I have an even bigger girl crush on you. <laughs> I know. Oh my god! Wow. Um, For clarity purposes, she was my third, so the the early days were less scary than they were on my first and second. So you're a superhero. Hello. Every fresh baby is scary. Just saying. <laughs> so she just started a whole new business. <laughs> On the best of yeah, days, was, like, my business is my baby. I don't have kids, but yeah, sometimes like when I haven't gotten any sleep, I'm just like, oh, this must be like what it's like to have a child. <laughs> in the middle, of, in the middle of the night, you think of, oh, I forgot to do something, and then you have to like get back into business, and then you can't go back to sleep because you forgot the thing, and that's that's just like having a baby. That's, well, oh, yeah. yeah. Although, like, usually, like, at least you're not waking up and being like, "Oh my god, I forgot to do something," and it's like you actually forgot to feed a baby. Like, <laughs> that'd be that'd be a lot worse than just forgetting that you had to like make make a phone call to somebody that day. That would be pretty. It's kind of different. But. I just had a perfect flashback to that movie Train Spotting. <laughs> anybody? Anybody? No, I haven't seen it. I don't know. I'm gonna go into it. Anyways, continuing on. Continuing on. Alyssa, tell us a little bit about um, how you and Lindsay met, because I know that this is more your connection than mine, even though I'm a fangirl from afar. Yeah, well, we met through a mutual um, friend, um, Michelle Skierman. I'm going to throw her name out there because she's a big supporter and promoter of our podcast. Michelle's the best. Um, and Michelle, um, I knew since she were, when she worked at Global, um, she used to be a, broad, or a reporter in Global, but um, she does work um, with Lindsay now. Um, because Michelle's gone out on her own as a PR um, consultant, um, another awesome woman entrepreneur. And it was Michelle who reached out to me to say, you need to get Lindsay on this um, call um, on your podcast because she's so amazing. So um, I love how this little podcast has kind of created um, a nice network uh, for us. And funnily enough, when Lindsay and I spoke before um, this podcast, like, Lindsay yourself was like, you need to talk to so-and-so and you need to talk to so-and-so. And it's like this amazing, cool network of women entrepreneurs that are sort of coming into our um, landscape now. I think it's amazing. Yeah. I think that podcasts like yours really give an opportunity to lend a voice to people um, who are going through a similar situation and uh, they come from a, a similar perspective. And so it's, it's great to be a part of a, uh, uh, a podcast like yours and a growing network of, of uh, l- wonderful ladies who are, who are doing their thing. And speaking of the sort of entrepreneur landscape, and you said that you, I mean, obviously you hadn't thought of being in real estate, but talk about the, the difference of, of being an entrepreneur versus your corporate life and how that's um, been a big shift in how you've um, are running a business now. Yeah, absolutely. So um, my Axia history, um, although we were, we, they continue to be a big company, um, call it 250 employees. Um, we had a very, very much an entrepreneurial spirit. We, we started all business ventures um, with the concept that they were 
uh, self-contained businesses and, and profitable in their own right. Um, and I got the opportunity to be a part of the, uh, the creation of a bunch of new businesses going into new geographies, starting with new business models and leading teams through um, bid processes with governments around the world, as well as uh, leading the marketing team at the end there, um, launching new lines of business in uh, both North, uh, in North America, essentially, so both Alberta and the United States. So um, I had an opportunity to um, be a part of the creation of these new businesses, which was which was awesome. Um, now juxtaposed with Bode, the difference being um, I had an awesome team of call it twenty two at the at, at the end there of uh, marketing professionals on my team wow. that um, all were fantastic. Uh, we were a great team that they were able to work together and you know noodle through some challenges together. Um, whereas Bode, uh, I was obviously the first marketing um, person on the team, uh, and now there are two, which is very exciting. Awesome. Um, and we are growing exponentially right now, which is wonderful. Um, but as we, as getting, you know, from getting a business off the ground point of view, you end up being, um, uh, being all hands on deck and doing a lot of the, the work that, um, that I would have had other professionals helping me with who are maybe more specialized in those skills. For example, copywriting. I right. don't know. I'm not necessarily the, the best copywriter there is out there, but, um, at Boda by all means, there's a lot of copy that I, that I am writing myself. Um, so I am excited about growing our team and the, the really exciting, um, uh, successes we've had to date that allow that will allow my team to uh, to get better or bigger so that they can I can get some specialists back on my team who are really good at specific skills. Yeah, that's always a thing when you're when you're in the entrepreneur space is is that tipping point of um, knowing when you have the the financial capacity to bring on more people and what that looks like. And I know Bode obviously is a a lot different landscape than what Dakota and I do in terms of like one person operations and knowing when you sort of have to bring on extra help. But what goes through your thought process in terms of knowing when to bring on someone else or when, whether it's a, a staff member or a contractor or what that looks like, because yeah, there is that weird, um, scaredness of being an entrepreneur. And it's like, I don't know if I want to output more money into someone else, if I could do it. And it's like this never ending, um, argument in your own head. No, it's certainly it's a, yeah. It, it, I mean, you describe it very well. Um, I, there is a lot of excellent freelancers and contractors out there as well. So I think it's always really important to evaluate how much of this skill you need um, and then do the cost cost benefit analysis on um, whether this is something that that you could trust um, have a, a trusted freelancer basically being an arm of your team or whether you need to bring this person in house and I think um, that that is all very different for each business uh, that that I've been a part of to date um, and I uh, and we're at the point now where we've had some fantastic uh, freelancers and consultants helping us out through the through um, the startup period but there will be a point where we want the team to grow and uh, be a part of Bode um, and be as passionate about what we're doing as what we are and not, uh, and, and dedicated, uh, have dedicated time. So that's the, the puts and takes on the, 
on the evaluation process. And um, so I'm really excited to to grow that internal team also for just bouncing ideas off of one another, because it's great to have um, great to have some uh, strength on the bench that, uh, that, that you can um, really rely on when you get to those, those challenging, um, those challenging moments in any business. Yeah. I think uh, Dakota and I would both agree that being out on our own, that's been the one thing that uh, we both struggle with is that not having the day-to-day team aspect um, to be able to talk through ideas. And sometimes you just get too, too in your own head. And I mean, for me, that's been the biggest challenge, um, even like over five and a half years into this. It's like, I just want to talk to someone. <laughs> it's like, I just want to like reach my head over the uh, the cubicle divider and be like, yeah. excuse me. <laughs> no, I most certainly. Them. Yeah, being a solopreneur is a, an entirely different ball game. We started out at Bode with a group of uh, very skilled, um, basically executives. We are all come from an executive background at the beginning. Um, so they've been fantastic from go. So even though not necessarily market, market, market marketing specialists, but um, it, they bring fantastic ideas and, and what have you whenever I need to go through that brainstorming activity um, because more brains often really, really help um, elevate an idea. So uh, I've been very thankful for the caliber of individuals on the whole team uh, that we've had from, the, from day one um, to get Bo to where it is today. And what is, I know in the, in, 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 in the intro, sorry, I can't use my words today, apparently. In the intro, I mentioned that you want to take Bode across Canada and international. So what does the next steps of Bode look like? We're right at that exact moment. Um, so we're evaluating which, uh, which we'll go, we'll, we'll look Canada at towards Canada first, because, um, there is a lot of opportunities right within Canada, uh, and are the commissions, um, that, that real estate agents make here in Canada are very high. Um, and so giving, giving homeowners the option, uh, to use a tool like Bode would be something that, that we think is, a um, something that is, is interesting Canada wide. So it's a matter of what expansion strategy do you do? Do you go um, city by city? Do you go province by province? Um, so we're right at that exact moment of, of trying to decide um, where to go next. We've had a lot of homeowners reach out to us across Canada asking, please, please, please come right. to X city. Um, so we have kept a list of everyone who's reached out to us. So we know we we are very aware of uh, where people are at least actively pursuing solutions like ours. What is the ideal client for Bode? Because um, when you and I talked earlier, um, we sort of had the discussion that, I mean, I'm on my third house and um, I wish this had been around six years ago when I bought this house, because um, once you've gone through the, the real estate process a few times, you just get so ragey with the fact that you're paying these real estate agents for not doing much of anything. And especially when you're the buyer and you also have to pay the seller agent when they have nothing. So like, is this process and sort of the, the model, because obviously it's all online and the, the seller and the buyer both have full control over what's happening. Is this more of a more experienced 
um, homeowner situation as opposed to like a first time buyer? What are you sort of looking at in terms of knowledge getting into this, into the bode landscape? You know, it's interesting. I've, I've been asked that question many times and it, I wish there was uh, a demographic or a bunch of uh, uh, characteristics um, that that were just the ideal persona that is the best bode uh, buyer or seller. But it really does come down to a mindset. Um, the person who would like control uh, in their transaction, the person who enjoys autonomy and the simplified system, um, as well as uh, utilizing technology, they. they you know, in general, technology should not be frightening um, to our to the best buyer and seller. So, since we've created this process where we give you all of the information, so you have all the data at your fingertips that any professional would. Um, so now we're just now that we're freeing that information, it's the person who takes a look at that information and says, "I can do this. I've got it." Uh, and we are an excellent platform for someone who who really enjoys that um, taking control, and then obviously um, the substantial savings that you get. So when you buy with Bode, um, we don't charge anything for that transaction, and the seller doesn't have to pay us anything for that transaction. And on the sell side, um, we uh, charge one percent, and only when the house sells do we collect on that one one percent. So um, we do all of the photos and measurements up front. Uh, we also post uh, your listing throughout uh, all of the most important uh, listing sites, as well as advertise your listing um, so to make sure that you get the best um, possible chance to get that uh, self-represented buyer and make sure that anyone who is looking for a house like yours really sees it. Um, so the... We think that uh, the people who find that model super attractive are our best, our best clients. And we've had first-time home buyers uh, go through our whole process, and they loved it and said, "You know, I will never uh, need to go a different direction because uh, I found I found it super easy um, given the step-by-step process that we were able to follow." And um, we've had first-time home sellers as well come back with uh, with similar um, feedback. But the person who's been through a number of transactions and has an idea of what what um, the, what real estate transactions actually look like, um, then they know what's coming next, and that's great. Uh, so they just come just a little bit better informed. Um, but we provide all of the the support and information you need to get from the beginning to the end uh, and be super happy about your home purchase or sale. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, another mutual friend of ours, um, Jeremy Fokins, who's a great local photographer here in Calgary, um, he sold, or he and his wife sold their cabin in, in Crow's Nest Pass through Bode. And you had mentioned that they're friends now with the buyers of their cabin. And I think that's awesome. Like the, the real estate transaction, the real estate world is like, it's stuck in some sort of time warp. I think we all sort of recognize that. But I love this whole idea of creating a relationship with the person who's buying your home because quite honestly, it's a huge investment for all of us. We've put a lot of time and money into making our homes like beautiful and how we want them. And if we have to sell them for whatever reason, like we just want to upsize or we're moving or whatever, you want to know that the person buying your house is going to take care of it and love it just like you. And so that's always what, I mean, even with the previous two homes that I've sold, I have no idea who purchased them. And I always have this feeling in my, sometimes I'm like, I just want to drive by and see if it's okay. (laughs) Because. Oh, certainly. 
You poured your heart into that place. Yeah. It was yours. Yes. It's mine. It's, it's, yeah. And, yeah. And I think that's a really cool aspect of this new um, version of how we're moving into, into real estate is that, yeah, like why can't you get to know the people who are purchasing your house and create a relationship? Because um, yeah, you want to know that they're the right people for your house. Yeah, it is. It, you know, we've heard this story from a couple of our our buyers and sellers that say that they that they you know really benefited from that connection with the with the other party. Um, the the sellers have been able to say, "Here's here's one of my favorite things about this house that you would never put in a in a listing in a, yeah. uh, description. You would never put. Um, but if you sit in this bathtub, the the sun sets perfectly right out this window. It is beautiful." Or I love the heated heated garage pad um, or or whatever it is that that made them fall in love with the home. They're able to pass that passion for the house back to the to the seller or to the new purchaser um, in a way that they feel connected now to uh, to the previous owners. And they've been able to troubleshoot certain things. They've been able to maintain that relationship beyond uh, the actual transaction itself and say, what you know? There's this lady uh, who keeps on asking me for rhubarb. Do you know? Do, do you share your rhubarb with this lady or whatever it is uh, yeah. that happened to Jeremy Hawkins, which is why it's one of my favorites. Uh, so they, you know, there's this connection that's beyond the the walls that you are selling. Um, it, home purchases and home sales are such an, a a personal thing. They're emotional. Um, so adding ex- two extra humans in between you and the other party um, kind of depersonalizes it, which is really interesting. And technology is usually referenced as a depersonalization tool as well. But the way we've built it is really trying to make that connection and and um, and create that that bond uh, between buyer and seller, and they can have the level of of conversation they would like to have. Not everyone wants to be besties with their with the buyers of their home, but um, and therefore they have that choice too. We have all of the negotiation tools so that you can fill out all the terms and then pass it and they counter. And then um, it's very clear what everyone's countering on and what terms. And then with a click of a click of a button, you can buy a house these days. So uh, we're really excited about uh, how technology has been able to actually bring people together as opposed to be a dehumanization factor uh, as it is in any in some of the other industries out there. Yeah. And just the, I mean, just the cost savings. I mean, I think of the amount of tens of thousands of dollars I've paid out in real estate commissions over my three houses. And I'm just like, if I could have kept all that in my pocket, um, I would be way further ahead. And so I think... Um, taking, I mean, there's always going to be the people who, who want to use a realtor. And I don't think, um, that's taking away anything from, from real estate agents directly, but in this landscape of, um, COVID and downturn and all of that kind of stuff, especially in Calgary, and people are having to sell their homes, maybe not because they want to, but because it's a necessity. And if you're able to take as much money out of your home as you can right now, because you're probably not getting top dollar for your home, um, but if you can save yourself $20,000 in um, agent fees, that's a huge chunk of equity um, that you're able to to then take out um, in, in a time when you need it. Yeah, that's right. The reason that, The reason this business was created was for homeowners, right? You spend 
so much time, energy, your heart, you pour your heart into this place, but you spend a lot of money as well on, on your home. And that equity um, that you gain over the years uh, belongs in your pocket. And so we want to give homeowners an opportunity to do that. We had one of the stats that blew my mind that we did the math on uh, early days of building this, uh, this business is um, when you buy, when you buy a home, because, because you're effectively spending for both the buyer and seller commission in the price of the home. Yeah. Um, it takes 30 months worth of mortgage payments, 30 months of worth of mortgage payments to pay off simply the commissions on the agents in buying your home. Oh my God. I want to throw it up. It's it. And that's on the average home in Alberta. That's the average, um, yeah, home. So for for a buyer, when you buy a home, it takes the the 31st month is the first time that you get a dollar of equity in your own home, uh, because of those transaction fees. Um, so it's, a. we, we were created for, um, for a, a market where, um, homeowners now have the choice to, uh, to go a different direction, um, and save. And same with home, home buyers. You can, you can go without, uh, without an agent, you often find your future home yourself anyways. Um, so all you, uh, so it's, it's, so it's, given all the information that you need uh, and given all the tools you need to transact on that home, um, then you don't have to spend or the seller doesn't have to spend on your agent uh, and you should be able to get a better price and and spend less on your mortgage as well. That is a, God, that stat is crazy. I mean, but that is really good to know. I don't think people really understand that, that like people don't compute that in their head when you, that you're, you're, your mortgage includes those real estate agent fees. Like, oh God, yeah, that is just depressing on so many levels. <laughs> well, it is so interesting because, you know, the perception is uh, agents on the buy side are free. Right. Um, but when uh, when you take a look at the numbers, there is a significant impact to both buyer and seller uh, by bringing an agent to the mix. And, and for certain, uh, boat isn't for everyone. There are fantastic agents out there that do wonderful things for their for their clients. Absolutely, uh, we're just here to provide another option for um, for people who w- would like to give it a shot another way. That's amazing. As we sort of wrap things up here, um, what would be your recommend? What would be your top three um, recommendations or ideas that people uh, take? into consideration when thinking of buying or selling their home? Like is price the top thing or is it like, what are, what would be your, your top three things that you would tell people um, in this, in this market right now, about buying or selling homes? So I am a data nerd. Uh, I, I fundamentally believe that, um, that the numbers tell most of the story. Um, of course, you're going to fall in love with the homes you fall in love with and, and what have you. But uh, I would say do your research. Do your research. Uh, the, the tools and the information are available to you. They're free. Um, it, it, all it takes is an account because regulata- regulations require it uh, for us to have, have your email address for sold data. Um, but that's that's the extent of it. So I would say do uh, my number one, two, and three are probably do your research, do your research, do your research, because you need to know your home um, and what market you're selling in. And you need to take a look at the market that you're buying in and the homes that are available there and what they're selling for. 
Um, and and the and the unique aspects of each of those different homes, all of that information is very um, available. And I think you know when I bought this home, Bo didn't exist uh, yet, and we took a look at the market for you know a year and a half, and we had a budget, and then we had all these criteria of the things that we really wanted. And when we figured out that it didn't exist, like the thing that we were talking about within our budget totally didn't exist. Yeah. It meant uh, it meant for us buying um, an older home and and renovating it to to get that beautiful backyard, to get the two blocks to the, to the park and in a beautiful, um, have a wonderful school district and a school just down the street that my kids will eventually be able to walk to. Um, all of those things are hyper personal. Um, mm-hmm. but you know that about you, you already, everyone is aware of their own requirements and, uh, and they're also, um, the people who have to make the decision. There is no having an extra body in the conversation doesn't alleviate the decision making you need to make. Uh, you you are the person who decides the price to list your home at. You are the per, you are the person who decides if this is a good sell opportunity or not. Um, and if you get if you're armed with the right data, I think that um, that most people can make that decision. Um, and same on the buy side, you, you know, exactly what you would like to buy and, uh, you know what you would like to pay for that. And so the rest is details and, um, and big details and really important details, but they're super personal, um, and ones that you already make today and on an ongoing basis without vote. So we just allow all of that to come to the forefront for you so that you, uh, you are extremely happy with your home purchase or your home sale. That's awesome. Well, we are, as we said, like we are such huge fangirls of you and the whole Bode model. And we so appreciate you being here today. Uh, all of the info uh, for Bode is going to be in the show notes. So uh, website, Instagram, right. so you can check out all the cool. Um, the, the site is so cool in itself, like how you can just go on and like play around and search. I mean, it's really awesome. And um, again, thanks so much, Lindsay. Like the story of how you created this and just changing the real estate landscape and the whole technology aspect is just, I mean, I love seeing women just like being so badass in this whole um, <laughs> landscape. And it was so awesome to talk to you. And um, as I said, yeah, go, go utilize this service. If you have, um, are thinking of buying and selling, even just go check it out because if you can save yourself some money uh, in this, these times, I think that is a win in itself. Anyway, thank you. And uh, stay tuned in a couple more weeks for the next episode of ladies who launch. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to Ladies Who Launch. Join Dakota and Alyssa every second Wednesday for more conversations and interesting guests. Be sure to give us a five-star rating and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. If you send us a question, we may answer it on a future episode. 